Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Well, this man is one of the OG journalists, Bryce. He was covering the Adelaide Crows premierships with a double lift out in the Tizer back in the day. And uh, we were just tiny little boys back then, Bryce. So if anyone can compare eras of players and give us an insight on uh, how our two South Australian teams are going right now, it's Michelangelo Rucci from Kimbo and the Rooch. Rooch, have we got you there? Good morning. Good morning, Rooch. Now, we were speaking a little bit uh, earlier about uh, obviously a lot of festivities going around the town and, and I'm, I'm cashing in, Roach. I'm uh, picking up a couple of little cashies. I'm sure you're filling your pockets with a couple of cashies getting around and getting around the people. I haven't had the same opportunity. Bryce. Who manages you? <laughs> Who's your manager? Oh, my manager's Kim Dillon and he's let me down. He's taken them all for himself, is he? Yeah, Kimbo's pocketing something for sure. Wow, I'm I'm absolutely floored now, Bryce. I've missed out. Gather Round had all these opportunities for me. I'll have to get you involved, Roach. But uh, how have you exactly. found the first couple of days of Gather Round? Obviously, the city is pumping. There's plenty happening. Uh, what have you you made of it so far? That was that was the thing that really hit me yesterday when um, just had to I had to keep walking around the studio because we had so many invaders in it that. Mm. When you went through the streets, there were so many jumpers, so many people. And you know what? The Collingwood people have arrived. How's that go, Bryce, when you bump into the Collingwood God fans? help us all. Yep, they still uh, have a few but choice words um, for me, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they do. Um, but it, it's pretty much like you know that day before the grand final in Melbourne when the parade's on and people are all out in the streets. But this time, it's not just two supporter bases. It's 18 of them. So... It's it was a, an interesting gamble that the AFL took. I mean, we know what they were doing. They were copying magic round of the NRL. It was always going to be a winner uh, for South Australia because we just know that every time there's a sporting event on in this state, it just it kicks off well. The problem is once we do them so well, other people get interested in them and take them away, like Grand Prix, etc. So yeah, uh, it's been it's it's been. It's been a, a big tick for the AFL, but more importantly, it's been probably that moment that we've needed after COVID to just get all the fans involved again, and and hopefully that it reaches the point whereby that that battle to get people away from the big TV screens that they bought during the COVID era to just get and enjoy game day experience again becomes becomes stronger. So it'll be interesting how it kicks on from here, but. There's no doubt that you know, that South Australia will earn the right to do it again next year, and then there's going to be a lot of bidding for it from state to state. I, I just hope we live the day that someone says, "Well, you know, this gather round works so well around the nation. Why aren't we moving the grand final as well as mm. and sharing the love with the grand final?" Yeah, you're spot on there, Roach. And that was going to be my question. There has been murmurs around that it just should stay here for a period of time over the next couple of years. And um, 
obviously SA being so central in, in Australia, that, that certainly helps as well. But yeah, you have to put on a good show. And there's certainly other places in South Australia where we can take some of these games you know, regionally. Uh, we know the Barossa were in line to potentially get a game, uh, even down south, down McLaren Vale as well. So there's still plenty of options if, if Adelaide and, and South Australia were to host the Gather Round in the next couple of years. Well, the Barossa is the key one because the other major component it's not just about the football, but what it does to the state economy. Because you've got a state government that's pumping, you know, at least fourteen million into this whole concept. So they need to have a huge promotional and tourism kick off with it. The, the Brossa was the, the missing link on this one, and it's great for Mount Barker. Wonderful for Norwood. I was out there last night, so that mm. was all pumping away at Norwood. But the um, Brossa was the one that. I know the Malinowski's government was really keen on and then was disappointed that they just couldn't get it to work in line with the AFL. Now, what that says is that in the next 12 months, once we got this ticked off, that gather rounds coming back to Adelaide, you know, someone's just got to go find the right venue in the Barossa, invest in the infrastructure that's needed for an AFL game, but invest in a way in which once the AFL goes, that that becomes a venue that's so important to the Barossa and live football group up there so you know there's always you know a spin-off for it it just lives on and has its own legacy beyond just gather round so mm. i'd be keen to watch that one over the next three months yeah once we get it going in barossa as well and everyone will have cottoned on from this year uh to get around adelaide it's going to be even bigger next year um roach moving on to uh ports game later on tom jonas isn't out what, what's your take on that whole Thing. Do you think he's genuinely injured or do you think he's uh, being managed for form? I've got no doubt he's injured because he's been, been injured for so long that mm. you, know, you just admired what he did last year for just putting his body constantly through that pain barrier to just be out there for Port when they were, they were trying to make something happen. But you know, that, that 0-5 win-loss count at the very beginning was you know, the catch-up footy is so so demanding that eventually you break. And then look, even this year, I mean, I've, I've been questioning for, I remember I bumped into Tom just before the showdown began and I said, are you sure that you're 100% right? Now, every player, Bryce, you've been there, you know, as soon as you cross that white line, what do we all say? Yep, you're supposedly 100% right, but you know that players carry injuries into games. It's the way this game is so demanding. But when I watched that Sydney game at the SCG, I saw again Tom Jonas throwing his body into every contest, but clearly still not moving the way he should. It was, it seemed probably most likely and proven to be right that he wasn't going to play this week. Now, is it an injury? Is it form? The question you ask. Well, there's no doubt in my mind that the injury contributes to his mm. lack of form because he's just not able to do everything he wants to. Now, the big question with that one is, if he doesn't get right, if he doesn't get his body right, and his form's not going to come good because his body's not right. It's the next question is, well, when does it end? Because he can't mm. keep going on that way. It's not, it's not fair to him. It's not going to help his team. It, it just doesn't work. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, hopefully, you know, we spoke to Nathan Bassett last night. They're believing that a week out will help Tom Jonas get rid of the grumble in that knee. But I don't think there's any guarantee on that one at all. 
Well, even if it is uh, form-related, we saw Jack Rewalt have a bit of a spell last week and he came back and, and had quite an impact on uh, on the game last night for Richmond. So a week off, as you said, might do him yeah. a world of good. But uh, can they win tonight, Port Adelaide? Obviously, the Bulldogs are starting to hit some form as well. We've seen Adelaide um, you know, really perform in, in what as was a big build-up to that game. This is another a showcase game for Port Adelaide. They've, they've split their games so far, which is what, what's been a really tough start for them. And this is another tough one. We know the Bulldogs, especially through the midfield, once they're up and going, can be pretty hard to beat. But uh, Port, no doubt, will be looking to put on a show. And if they can finish the first five games three and two, I think that uh, is a, an incredibly good start for the year. There's a lot to... You know, a lot to see how it plays out tonight because you don't know which way Port are going to go. They've clearly begun to change some things in the way they're playing to, to deal with those issues they've got in defence. We saw that against Sydney, and they had to because they were bleeding just so many high scores. We're never sure with the Western Bulldogs because Luke Beveridge is like, it's like as if he's got this this book of recipes and he just rips out one every week for you know whatever he wants to do against a certain team. And we've seen how he's, he's absolutely bamboozled Port Adelaide at times. Remember that preliminary final? They just did things that just went, wow, there you are. They, they're working with a different theme tonight and they've got Port absolutely stunned. But that point of the midfield, we know what the Bulldogs have got and we know that they're going to have to honour Tom Liberatore tonight. But that Port Adelaide midfield's in a, under a massive change now, isn't it? Whereby it's Jason or Francis is new, Connor Rosie is getting you know, that point whereby he's really becoming the main man instead of an era where we talked about Boak and Gray. Uh, Zach Butters, it's all new names of a new generation. So which one's going to stand up? That's the interesting bit. Where does where does Willem Drew fit this time when he was so effective against the Western Bulldogs in that round 23 game, you know, at, at the Docklands? There's heaps of question marks all over this game. And then what's the weather going to do? What... How does that affect the game as well? I mean, we we got forecasts of rain and what could be heavy rain, but as Ken Eckley said, there have been times when we've had that over games at Adelaide Oval, and you get there and it's either you know clear as can be, no wind at all, and then by the time the game ends, the weather comes in. So how do you prepare for it? You just you not only need to be a master t- tactician, but you also got to get your weather gauge out there at Adelaide Oval. Roach, uh, look, although Port's midfield is young, I was just looking at the stats and uh, they've got quite a good ascendancy as far as clearances go. So they could uh, get on top of the doggies there tonight in the midfield. We've just had producer Jace into the studio, Roach, and he, he's got a question for you. Uh, I'm, pa- I'm, I'm uh, passing this on on behalf of a listener, Roach. It's, um, he's, he's trying to, I think he's trying to pick you up on something here. Tim from Northaven rang in and, I wanted to put him through. He didn't want to put. He didn't want to come on. I tried to convince him to come on. In the end, he said, "Look, can you go in and ask Roots this for me and, and tell Roots this?" He said, "The Grand Prix, we didn't have it pinched. We threw it away." Now, Roots, you were well, around yeah, at the I, time. I understand that. Yeah, well, you you were around at the time. Know, tell us it? about tell us yeah. about why Tim would say that, and then I'll no, get I out of your hand. I understand his point there. We had a state government that didn't lock in the contract. But my point is, we did it so well. You know, this was an event that no one wanted to touch. We did it so well that then other governments said, we'll take it away from you. And that's that's my point. It's not about 
having it, you know, my point with Gather Round is we'll do it well that other cities, other state governments will want to take it from us. Now, then it's, and look, we can't hold on to Gather Round like we could have held on to the Grand Prix because eventually it does have to move. It's supposed to be a promotional tool for the AFL. Biggest test for it will be when it goes north of the Murray. We know it will work in, in Adelaide. It will be great for Perth. be marvellous for Tasmania at the right time when we know that time is coming. But what happens in Sydney and Queensland is the real challenge. But mm. the point's not about, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we, we were hanging on to the Grand Prix. We you know the state government made an error at that time. The point there is that we do things so well. We make others want the events that we've got. So we're not going to be able to hold this one. The Grand Prix, we should have been able to hold on to. Very good. Very insightful. As always, Michelangelo Rucci, thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning. And we might be having you on again, I think, at some stage. Look forward to it. Enjoy your day. And uh, Bryce? I'll I'll line up a cashy for you, Rich. Absolutely. (laughs) Kim Dillon's gone. It's your world now. Leave it with me. All right, Michelangelo Rucci, uh, the star of our drive show, Kimbo and the Rooch. It's currently 10.16. We'll be back in a moment to preview Port Adelaide. And uh, we've got a couple of texts here about some of South Australia's biggest exports.